Hello and welcome in to episode two of Sports Are Funny with George Arjour and I'm your host George Arjour. Today we got a bunch of different subjects here on Sports Is Funny. Now this is only episode two so for those of you who don't know what this whole show is about it's kind of a comedic outlook on sports. Uh, obviously, sports are funny because a lot of funny stories happen in sports. But at the same time, we do take into topics that are beyond just jokes and try to put a kind of a comedic outlook on it. As for those who know me, I am not the most, uh, you know, oh, I'm going to be so serious type of person. So when we talk about a subject like today, which we have one of our biggest subjects, China versus the NBA, I kind of, you know, I'll take it a little more lightly and not try to uh, give like a big overview of my political outlooks, but uh, I do have some opinions, so we're going to do that. Before we begin the show, let me give you a little bit of a rundown for those who um, are listening, what it's going to be like today. We're going to do China versus the NBA first and kind of unpack that. We're going to go into the Baker Mayfield and Richard Sherman drama. There was an Italian reporter in Italy, obviously. She's a soccer reporter, works for DAZN, where um, the crowd started uh, basically chanting, show us your tits, and how she reacted to that and why I think that's interesting because the reaction in the United States, I believe, would have been completely different and a lot of uh, fake outrage as, you know, as usual here in the United States. And a girl who tweeted asking Twitter for help Finding a guy she thought was cute at the at a football game at the University of Tennessee went viral, um, but uh, it's it is pretty funny. So we're gonna start with that. Let's start off with China versus the NBA guys. Um, before we get started, well, we get a word from our sponsor, and then we'll get into the show. All right, so let's get started here with Sports Are Funny. Our first topic of the day is China versus the NBA. The wokest league on earth has finally shut up. I mean, I don't even know where to begin here. Um, there's a lot to unpack with what's going on between China and the NBA. And I have to admit, it is an absolute shit show, to say the least. Um for those who live under a rock and weren't able to see what's happening, Daryl Morey um, tweeted out the other day and quickly deleted, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong, referencing the protests going on between Hong Kong and China and basically just asking for the right of democracy. I mean, this is controversial for some reason, but I think anyone living in the United States understands that this is not much of a controversy free speech but really a lot happened with this and one thing you got to remember with this stories is that you got china which i mean one of their broadcasting networks paid 500 million dollars a year to the nba is basically threatening to boycott the nba for good to 
stop broadcasting their games, and that would hit the NBA players and the woke brigade exactly where it hurts their pocketbooks. And that's kind of where I want to get to right now. I find it absolutely hilarious and absolutely ridiculous that for a league that has constantly preached being woke, we stand up for human rights, man. We do whatever we can, bro. Yeah, you gotta fight the system, bro. You can't you can't you can't stand against non-freedom, man. We just want freedom. That this league is the one that just bends and kisses the ring to China. China's literally made the NBA their fucking bitch. Plain and simple. <laughs> I mean, seriously. These guys in the NBA, and I have three people I really want to call out because they haven't shut the fuck up for years, and I'm a fan of all three of these guys. But we're going to start off with LeBron James, first of all. LeBron, LeBron James, you are the first person I'm calling out today. For a guy who continually preaches equality, bro, I'm wearing equality shoes. By the way, those equality shoes were made in a Chinese factory probably when paying guys 50 cents an hour. But that's okay. Child labor is fine with LeBron James. That's, you know, that's, he draws a line there. LeBron James hasn't said one word about China. LeBron James is maybe the most influential athlete in the whole entire world. If you want to go look at, I mean, you can say Cristiano Ronaldo, you can say Messi, and you can say LeBron James. Those are the three most influential athletes in the world. LeBron James has an opinion on everything. He gets mad when people said, shut up and dribble. Well, I'm going to say now, shut up and dribble, LeBron. If you, if, you're not, if you can always put your nose in everything... For example, the the uh, barbershop, you got the barbershop. Yeah, we're going to get guys paid in college, man. LeBron, you didn't even go to fucking college. So that's one. LeBron James, I'm calling you out. You got nothing to say? Be quiet. All right? Like literally, if you have nothing to go about here, if there's nothing to say, you have nothing? LeBron got nothing? Uh, that's weird. You stand up for everything. You'll stand up for literally everything. And when this comes out, oh, it's going to hit my pocketbooks. Maybe I should shut up. Huh, interesting. I'm saving the one I'm most mad at last. Greg Popovich is the second person we're going to call out. Hey, Greg Popovich. Uh, seems like you want to always talk about our president. You're very quick to say our president isn't ready to. Our president is an embarrassment to the United States. And I don't care what your political opinion is. That's fine. If you think Donald Trump's an embarrassment, that's your right. If you think Donald Trump is great, that's your right. I, I'm not here to ask of a political opinion. My thing here, though, is, hey, Greg Popovich, uh, you, you were really quick to call out Donald Trump. How about China? You know, where if you speak out, if you were a basketball coach in China, Greg, and you spoke out, you probably, you're either jail, jailed or dead. Think about that for a minute. He's quick to call out Donald Trump, but he can't call out China. Scared pussy. Third and last, Steve Kerr. Ah, man, I got, all right, this one's conflicting to me because I love Steve Kerr. I've always loved Steve Kerr. I always thought that he was kind of quick to jump into political situations that maybe he didn't really, really need to, you know, chime in on, you know. But he always had his opinions. He was willing to say them, whether you agree or disagree with them. That's your progr. Yeah, that, that that's you can make that choice for yourself. 
But for Steve Kerr to sit there and get asked, I mean, he was asked, what do you think of a whole entire Chinese situation? And he basically is like, oh, I, I have no opinion. I have to ask my brother-in-law, who is a Chinese history professor at some university. You know about China, Steve. <laughs> Why are you pretending you know nothing about China? Basically, you guys are all phonies. LeBron, phony. Greg Popovich, phony. Steve Kerr, phony. Literally, Steve Kerr went short of saying, China? Never heard of China. Where's that? China? <laughs> Where's China, man? I've never heard of that place. Oh, oh, China? Come on. For the first time ever, LeBron James, Greg Popovich, and Steve Kerr had an opportunity to make a statement and for the first time this statement would actually affect their pocketbooks with the billion dollars that China pays a year over to the NBA split among owners and that goes straight to the salary cap and what is the first time they had a chance to say something and uh, that would affect their pocketbooks what did they do oh they didn't say shit this because they're all fucking phonies sorry Steve sorry LeBron sorry Greg Popovich phonies and Daryl Morey deleting that tweet I feel bad for Daryl Morey those three are phony and the last thing I want to say about this is two things one James Harden came out and apologized to China how fucking stupid of a world do we live in uh, you know I respect James Harden though and I'm, I'm the biggest James Harden hater if you follow our company follow our blog sonsports.com if you follow uh if you follow our podcast, me and my brother, that being said, podcast, I'm not a big fan of James Harden. The guy hasn't said one thing politically. He's done a good job of just staying out of politics. It's not his MO. But they're like, oh, dude, go apologize to China. I, I didn't see it. It sounded like a hostage statement. I apologize to the China. Like, man, I felt bad for James Harden. You, can't, you don't do James Harden like that. I, I got like, dude, the guy had to go and apologize to China. The guy's like, I don't even, I don't even do politics here in the United States. Now he's involved in an international situation. Good for him. And lastly, I've got to do a quick clap here for the only guy who could fix this, and that's Dennis Rodman. That's right, Dennis Rodman went on Twitter yesterday, put out a uh, tweet reading. Basically, uh, Commissioner Adam Silver, I know a thing or two but, but between diplomacy between other countries. Book me a flight to Shanghai with you. Hashtag Ambassador Rodman. Hashtag Peacemaker. Hashtag Basketball Diplomacy. I agree with Dennis Rodman there. Send Dennis Rodman. We'll fix every issue. He's the only one who's actually friends with Kim Jong-un in the United States, so he can probably fix China too. <laughs> this is why sports are funny. All right, to our next topic, <laughs> Baker Mayfield and the Richard Sherman drama. I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, so after the, the Browns basically got dismantled by the 49ers, Richard Sherman did pick off uh, Baker Mayfield during the, I think, first quarter, second quarter of that football game. It wasn't much of a Monday night football game. It kind of sh showcased, you know, Last year's team that might have been overhyped, the 49ers this year, are performing really well. The team that's very overhyped this year, the Cleveland Browns, have stumbled onto a 2-3 and three start. 
And Baker Mayfield um, looked pedestrian doing so. He had, I think, 100 yards passing total in the game. No touchdowns, two interceptions, one of them to Richard Sherman. One of those interceptions was not his fault where the ball hit the receiver. I think Galloway in the hands and could have made it a 14-10 game. Benstead was picked off. Um, But the thing that's funny about this is Richard Sherman, after the game, came out, basically called out Baker Mayfield for being classless, for being, you know, not uh, a good sport, didn't shake my hand. Well, unfortunately for Richard Sherman, there are things called cameras, and they do exist now in social media and in the world, camera phones, cameras everywhere, Monday Night Football, and... um, so Richard said he claimed Baker Mayfield refused to shake his hand at the coin toss. If you go to our website, sawsports.com, you can see the video. Richard Sherman um, goes up to Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield extends his hand, and Baker Mayfield shakes his hand. Coming from Richard Sherman, um, well, first of all, let's before we get to that, he did go on the Ben uh, Pat McAfee show and said, it's definitely my bad. I'd never want to have to deal with some stuff people for to deal with some stuff they didn't do and so you know the question that he's going to get and the annoying nonsense about some stuff that happened in a game that's already been done you know sure he'll get an apology for from that from me i'll probably reach out to him via text or social media actually get a hold of him and talk to him on the phone he definitely deserves an apology and that's my bad on that sometimes you remember things a little differently than it happened sherman said obviously it still motivated me the same way (laughs) I can't. I I just sometimes, man, it's on a silver platter. What the hell is Richard Sherman talking about? He first of all, he calls out Baker Mayfield for not knowing the etiquette. Man, you didn't shake my hand, man. I'm Richard Sherman. I'm an idiot. Richard Sherman is the dumbest person to ever go to Stanford University, dude. Like, what is he talking about? <laughs> he didn't shake my hand. Okay. Well, first of all, he did. Second of all. This is the same Richard Sherman that after the NFC Championship game started yelling incoherently in Aaron Andrews' interview, called out Michael Crabtree, went viral because he went absolutely nuts. Same dude. And he's calling out Baker Mayfield for not shaking his hand when he actually shook his hand. This is the same guy... Richard Sherman actually went up to Tom Brady after the Patriots lost to the Seahawks in a regular season game. And instead of shaking his hand, started screaming, you mad, bro? You mad, bro? And Richard Sherman wants to be the policy leader on how to act out of on and off the football field. Give me a damn break, dude. Come on, Richard. Like, you went to Stanford. You should be smarter than that. Just shut up. Like, how are you going to actually go out there and be like, oh, man, Baker didn't shake my hand, man. I'm so disappointed in Baker Mayfield. He didn't shake my hand before after the coin toss. But he did shake your hand. And you're the same guy who constantly is known to piss off opponents and be disrespectful to opponents. So how are you, you going to call Baker Mayfield out for something you do? It's like a bank robber calling out another bank robber. Oh, man, that guy robs banks. Fucking asshole. You do the same thing. Or one of those guys who goes out and, like, you know, um, tells, like, his, like his, the wife's, his wife. Oh, you know, Bob cheats on his wife a lot. He's a bad dude. Like, brother, you cheat on your wife, too. 
Like it's hypocrisy is always the weirdest thing to me. How people can be such hypocrites all the time when they do the same thing. It makes no sense to me. And this is why sports are funny. And we'll be back after a quick break. All right, we're back. Final two stories of a day. Uh, this is Sports Are Funny, and this is George Azur, as we said. All right, so we're going to the sweet land of spaghetti, wine, fine woman, and um, soccer. Italy. By the way, never been to Italy. Kind of on one of my list of places I would like to go, hoping next summer. I mean, I could just see myself sitting there, Italian, waterfront. Vino in hand, wine for those uh, non-sophisticated types, pizza, pasta, maybe a cigar. I prefer hookah, but a cigar, you're in Italy. We'll see if it happens. I'll podcast from there too. Anyway, back to the story. So an Italian soccer reporter who works for DAZN named, uh, pulling up her name, I can't pronounce it correctly, but Delita Liotta. Yes, she is just as good looking as she sounds. Just go to songlive.com uh, and you can look her up or songsports.com. Look up under soccer or under highlights, you'll find her. Um, she was covering a game for Napoli. Um, Napoli, for those of you who don't know, there's a great documentary out right now about uh, Diego Maradona. He uh, played for Napoli for a while, Argentinian. And pretty crazy fan base. All soccer fan bases are pretty crazy. So after the match, she was walking out. She was, uh, you know, leaving the field, finishing up her reporting, where the um, the crowd started basically chanting for her to flash her boobs. Um, basically, you know, show us your boobs. Get pretty simple there. Can't don't know how to uh, say it in a nicer way. So they're chanting that at her. They're chanting it at her, and in typical European cool fashion, instead of freaking out, she just put a thumbs down at the crowd, and the crowd kind of cheered back, like ha ha ha, fun fun, all fun times in Italy. Of course, the internet freaked out. Multiple people on the internet were like, oh, this is so sexist. This is so bad. Which it is. It's sexist. Understood. But I just really want to point out the difference in narrative here between the United States and Italians. So Leota, in an interview with The Sun, uh, it's a, I think, British tabloid magazine. I wouldn't say tabloid. It's almost like our version of the New York Post. Viral stories, not your everyday news. They're not just going to be like, oh, hungry uh, or the United States, uh, Donald Trump said this. They're basically going to put up more fun stories. Like this one about the Leota, Deledia Leota. So Leota, who anchors Serie A, this is from the article. But Leota, who anchors Serie A coverage for the subscription sports streaming services, the Zone, has told the Sun Sport that she saw the funny side of this, which is why she smiled, wagged her finger. She's like the Kembe Matumbo, and gave the cheeky supporters the thumbs down. "Quote unquote, it was a misunderstanding," she revealed. 
Napoli fans supported me throughout the game, and they tried to go further after Napoli won. <laughs> go further. <laughs> it was just a joke. My reaction was part of an irony at the moment. Sometimes it feels like everything I do goes viral. If I work out at the gym or dance in a club. So I wasn't surprised, but I didn't expect this story to cross so many borders. I don't know if she even expected this story to make the podcast here. Um, yeah, Diana is funny here. Look, the reason I wanted to bring this up is the difference between the United States and the Europeans, because which we'll get to in our next story, kind of, the difference. Um, she took it lightly. She laughed. She knew they didn't really mean it. She knew they weren't trying to be too harass-like. Harass-like, I don't even know if that is a real word. I'm not condoning their behavior. No, they shouldn't even do that. It's kind of bullshit to be yelling at that uh, professional. It's not nice. But what is nice is her reaction. Because it would have been really easy for her to make it a big deal. It would have been really easy for her to call out the fans. It would have really been easy for her to publicly shame Napoli, Napoli supporters, the Napoli fan base. But instead, in pure European fashion, she sat there. She took it as a joke. She gave it a thumbs down. She reacted to the crowd. And she just made herself look way better than the support than the supporters. So good for Deletta. I like that. You got to check her out. Hey, Deletta, if you're listening, come on the podcast. We'd love to have you. Our last story of the day on why... Oh, and that this is why sports are funny. Lastly, a girl gets slammed on Twitter at a Tennessee volunteers football game for helping for asking twitter for help finding a guy from the football game so this girl goes on uh twitter and she basically posts a picture of a a selfie of herself and behind her is a guy he's african-american she's white this is why the story went so viral uh asking for help from twitter finding this guy she wrote i think she might have actually deleted the tweet yep she has actually gone private because of all the uh all the hatred she got but basically uh, i don't have the screenshot of the tweet in front of me because she now has deleted the tweet she's like hey guys i don't know who this really cute guy is i need help everyone help me find this man i saw at the football game i want to go on a date with him i I have it now i found the screenshot pretty self-explanatory right she's a pretty girl She's kind of being a little bit creepy, asking about finding a handsome young guy on the internet instead of turning around, talking to him, whatever. But the thing here that really got me going is how people went to her old tweets and started like bombarding her and making her feel like she's such a bad person. So she is a little creepy. Here's an old old tweet exposed, I guess. She wrote about on September no sorry six month of the year is June June 14th 2019 update went to a used bookstore and didn't find a man but one guy and I kept running into each other and smiling we were both looking at the African-American impression section so it's a success for me um so she seems like she really likes African-American men nothing wrong with that obviously she's uh so I don't know why Twitter freaked out like I feel like it's damned if you do if you if damned if you don't on Twitter. But then she had some weird treats. I'm not playing it, man. Just ask for my number on the Metro. Truly popping off. Him, what are you doing later? Me, well, I'm going to just be walking around. What are you doing later? I mean, <laughs> answers that. Hey, what are you doing later? I'm going to just be walking around. What are you doing later? <laughs> what? 
<laughs> and then he said, you're going to be at the Metro? Him. You want me to be at the Metro? I'll be at the Metro. Puts face. Man, these men are direct. It's killing me. Ha, ha, ha. She's so funny. She's fucking Dave Chappelle. And then another tweet from her. Another man approached me. He was from East Africa and told me that men were trash and not to get married until I bought a house and that I was beautiful. Yeah, I'm sure that happened, right? Like, oh, yeah. Another man just approached me and he was from East Africa and he was like, men are trash. Don't get married until you buy a house. And I said, I'm beautiful. No one comes up to people and say, says that. And she also said, another man just came up to me at Starbucks. This is like seven days later. Every day she goes out, man. She's men coming up to her. Another man just came up to me at Starbucks and started talking to me and said he was hoping to see me again. And I said, I had to introduce myself before you left. And she wrote, dead. Um, her username is skinny20 gonna ghost ya. Gonna ghost ya. Uh, don't talk to me. I'll ghost ya. I mean, all right, look, the girl's obviously a creep and a little bit of a weirdo. But for people, like, people start calling her racist. They've retweeted the thing 15,000 times. She's not racist. She's just an idiot. And, you know, this is, like, reason number 536. Like, don't go on Twitter and tweet shit about your life. Just, if it wasn't for my business and for me running, you know, uh, with my brother, a digital media sports company where we have to use Twitter and tweet and we're trying to self-promote ourselves... I'd be staying off Twitter. This girl should stay off Twitter. Like, this is this story just goes to show, like, you know, but I think she got it right because she probably did find that man, and hopefully they did go on a date, and hopefully she learns her lessons. Don't put your whole love life on the internet because it's going to come back and bite you in the ass, girl. Oh, I'm going to ghost you. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, like I said, this is why sports are funny. And this was episode two of Sports Are Funny. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to put out the, before the next episode, which will be next week, like a mailbag thing. You guys submit your stories. I'll answer all questions. I might go live for the next one. This is just kind of for fun right now as we learn. Not, well, the podcasts all are fun. But like this is just to find out, first of all, like which direction are we taking this podcast in? And then from there, we'll kind of get a little bit more of a rhythm and a roll, uh, get some comedians on here. And I'm really excited to you know continue producing this content for you. So this has been uh, an episode of Sports Are Funny, and this is brought to you by Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio Redefined. Rate us five stars, baby. I'm out. Oh, thank you.